You know, our neighborhood, we grew up poor in the projects with all these characters around us, in and out of jail, crackheads, you know, dudes on the corners, like drug dealers. Like we seen all that. Mm-hmm. And we just go, what's funny about it? We was the class clowns. So we all, we, that was our gift in the community was to make people laugh. Please join us every week for a new episode of Understanding the Human Condition with Dr. James Flowers. Dr. Flowers and his most admired mentors, respected colleagues, and VIP guests will share valuable insight into underlying health causes, conditions, and issues. These in-depth yet approachable episodes are a great resource for both private individuals and industry professionals. Our esteemed host, Dr. James Flowers, is one of the most recognized and respected names in the field of chronic pain, mental health, and substance use disorders, both nationally and internationally. Dr. Flowers is the founder of J. Flowers Health Institute, located in Houston, Texas. For more information about J. Flowers Health Institute and its concierge services, go to jflowershealth.com or dial 713-783-6655. And be sure to mention this podcast. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Understanding the Human Condition. I'm your host, Dr. James Flowers. I could not be more excited to invite, or not invite, but have a special guest today, uh, Marlon Wayans. Marlon, thank you so much. No, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate you being here. I know you're super busy and appreciate your time. You know, when we think of comedy, we always think that you come from a, we know that you come from a huge family of comedians, of course, the Wayans. So you come from an amazing heritage and we're used to seeing you as Mr. Funny. But recently, viewers have been surprised to see you really in a more serious role. Last year, you worked with Jennifer Hudson in a serious role in Respect. You played the dramatic role of an abusive husband, and we recently saw you make that special appearance on Bel Air. How do you feel about going from comedian to serious role? I think a lot of great comedians make for great actors. I think so. It's part of the nature of the beast. The skills that you have to have as a comedian, it comes from such a dark place, right? You have this skill set to take something so dark and find something funny about it. It doesn't mean that you don't deal with that pain. It's just you go, okay, what's funny about it? And then you make the world laugh at what's funny. And then you take the pain and you put it away. And then when you do a drama, you open up that little safe and you let all that pain that you didn't deal with out. So that's one I think comedians, we also, we walk around like this. You know, my heart is always on my sleeves. As a fool, you're open to the crowd. You're usually the wisest person in the room, but you're also the silliest. And uh, I think that that lack of ego allows you to really get in there and get, get to those emotions and let them out in a real way. And I went to performing arts high school. I've been acting since I was, I don't know, five. So I, did yeah. my first play. I went to performing arts high school. I didn't go for comedy. I went for dramatic arts. So I know how to act. I'm just known for being a comedian. And I, I wear that badge with, with an honor because, you know, it's hard to play seven characters in one movie. I've played a white woman. I've played a little person. I've played a junkie. I've played a criminal. I've played seven people in one movie. I played three people in White Chicks. Like I, at this point in my career, I just know I'm just getting better. I'm just and whatever you give me. I don't care if it's a drama. I don't care if it's a silly comedy. I don't care if it's a romance. I don't care if it's an action. I'm at that point now. These are my Robin Williams, Tom Hanks, Denzel Washington years. You know. Yes, they are absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I think both of your dramatic roles so far have been Oscar-winning performances and. 
You know, okay. speaking of Oscars, I think you were, were you at the Oscars this time? No, because I would have been torn. Who do I jump in for? I know. I, I was just going to ask you, who would have you jumped in for? <laughs> They're both my friends. So, you know. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Chris Slap will approach me to do Bel Air. He actually is right. He approached me now, like this, but he yeah. approached me with a role. And, you know, I've known Chris Rock since I was 12. So I know I was 20. I know Jada since I was 19. So, you yeah. know, I'm torn all kinds of ways. And I hope they all, you know, get together and have a big powwow. You know, I think Will was clearly going through something. He's a thousand percent wrong. Because sure. calling G.I. Jane as a man, as a young man, who loved G.I. Jane, that is such a compliment. Like, Absolutely, yeah. That came out, it blew my mind. I was like, wow, that's sexy. So yeah. he took it the wrong way. Obviously, the brother's dealing with something. And I think that we, you know, I don't care about, I think check on your, your strong friends, one. And two, that was a human moment from a godlike human. Everything he's done at that point, imagine the amount of pressure that has been on that man for that long. And for you to snap like that, I text him afterward. I said, you look, congrats on the Oscar, beautiful work. Enjoy your night. But Monday, you go sit your ass down in the therapist for three hours and you unpack. Because, brother, you got stuff inside of you that you have to let out. I get concerned when I see that. Yeah. And I think that's probably exactly what he's probably doing. I think he's an amazing human being. Obviously, all three of them are. Chris, you know, Rock, all of them. And I think they probably will end up probably sitting down together and hugging it out. And, you know, it was a bad moment in time. I don't know what I think about a 10-year suspension. What is your thought on a 10-year suspension? I think it's, for, for an act like that, I think it's fair. You know, they could have Pete Rose them. Right. They never let them back in the game. Yeah. So a 10-year suspension, that's time out for 10 years to think about what you did because, you know, there's a lot of repairs that have to happen. You know what I mean? Like, that's game-changing. And yeah. for that moment, you know, like trying to erase it, it'll take longer than 10 years to erase that. Yeah, that it moment. Will. it'll be a, it's a historic moment on the Oscars that none of us yeah. will ever forget, especially. I give him back the statue. I'll do 10 years, but I ain't giving back the statue. <laughs> That's right. That's going on my shelf. I know. You know, speaking of, that was a traumatic night. Many comedians come from trauma. And like, as you said, from a dark place. Can you speak to trauma and comedy and your own trauma and history and, and comedy and how you bring that out? That's the well in which my family pulls from. You know, our neighborhood, we grew up poor in the projects with all these characters around us, in and out of jail, crackheads, you know, dudes on the corners, like drug dealers. Like we seen all that mm-hmm. and we just go, what's funny about it? We was the class clowns. So yeah. we all, we, that was our gift in the community was to make people laugh. And we just took it out of the community and brought it to Hollywood. And it was like, what flavor is that? It's called ghetto. And it's It's called the streets. And they've never seen comedy like the way, you know, we were doing comedy since like maybe a a Richard Pryor. I think my new set right now, I talk about the most dramatic thing that happened to me, which is losing my mother. And that's crazy that you would make a set about losing your mother. Like what's funny about that? I don't know. But it actually was the most, it helped to heal me without yeah. this process of talking about it on stage and owning how I felt and being able to express that. Like, I don't know. I think I probably would have slapped Chris Rock and the Oscars too. Exactly. Um, you know, you I know, can identify I, with losing your mother. I lost my mother to Alzheimer's. 
And I can also identify the comedy that may come out of it as if I was a comedian and just the things that happened and occurred and I watched my mother and eventually ended up in, in an amazing nursing home. But I can see how you can turn a tragedy and a traumatic event of your mother dying into that experience of a comedic actor. Your mother would go to a wonderful nursing home. Yeah. My mom was like, I ain't going to the damn home. Y'all me. Wait, no, I changing your mama's pampers. That's that's love, man. That's love. It's karma because they changed ours. But we wasn't yeah. eating real food. We wasn't eating bacon and pork chops and ribs and steak. We wasn't eating we used that baby milk. That's <laughs> right. Well, I had a horrible time putting her, my own mother, in a nursing home. But at the time, it was the best thing for her. And it was an amazing Absolutely. experience. But yeah. Absolutely. And speaking of family, I put out today that I was going to interview you this afternoon. And I said, so send in your questions. I had one person respond. And it was my niece, Marie Earthman, at Pomp and Circumstance here in Houston. So I want to give her a shout out. I'm kidding. I had more than one response. But yeah. Hey, Marie. And she wanted to know, she said that you're really transparent in your show. She was crazy that I was actually talking to you today. She said you're really transparent about your family and you recently shared an experience about your daughter coming out. And she wanted to know, A, how is that for you emotionally, mental health wise? How is your daughter doing with coming out? And how did your family handle that situation? It's funny. Because my sister hit me up and was like, are you okay? I was like, what do you mean? And she goes, you know, thing with mine, and, you know, coming out and she made transition. I said, Kim, I'm fine. That's her life, not mine. Acceptance is the greatest love you can have. So I always tell my daughter, stop, you know, showing the label herself this or label herself that and put this pronoun. Now she's dead. You know, whoever you are, you will be loved. You could be Amai, you could be Kai, whatever you choose, whatever you choose to do in your life. You could be gay today, go back to straight tomorrow, and go back to being gay again on Thursday. Okay? That's your life. As long as you're smiling, as long as you're happy, daddy loves you. And love is acceptance. And for me to hold on and try to make her this or make her that, no, this is her dash. This is her life. And she has to honor that the best way that she can. Nobody should be closeted about their life. Like people should be able to live their life to the fullest. If that is what you do, then be you. Why do you have to be assigned to be something for anybody except yourself? Be a great parent, of course. Be love, of course. But don't judge people for being them. They're just them, man. And they have every right to be them and you have every right to be you. And it's funny because now with me, I'm like, oh, well, now we getting all this out the closet. <laughs> you can tell I don't know if you've seen the latest Medea movie, Tyler Perry movie, but when Tyler Perry's Medea's grandson decided he was going to come out, they were in the backyard and it was a big family barbecue and they were all sitting around and the, and the grandson walks out and he's sweating and he says, I have something to tell you. I've got to, you know, and the family's just sitting there and they're all quiet and they're all kind of squinting their eyes and they keep panning over to Tyler Perry. And I'm like, oh boy, how is this going to play out? Because I knew what he was going to say. And he said, I'm gay. And oh, they all just <laughs> it was absolutely not one person moved. 
Tyler Perry got up and started singing and hugging on him and dancing. They all got up and danced and loved on him and they did exactly what you're just saying. And I'm yeah. so glad that's basically what you did with your daughter. And I have one request for you. You're going to Florida very soon. I think this week or next week. And when you're in Florida and you're working, I want you to stand up on stage and say, gay, gay, gay. Because in Florida, as you know, the new do not say gay, don't say gay rule is there. So you, you got to do gay. something on that. What is that? Yeah. The Governor DeSantos in the state of Florida, there's a new law that in elementary school, you cannot use the word gay. I'm going to give Jordan Dean some information on it. I'm going to email it to her and have her give it to you. And in Florida, it is against the law to say the word gay to a child in elementary school. All right. Well, I'm going to say it to a bunch of adults in the comedy club. <laughs> you have to. I'm going to send it to Jordan and y'all have got to look at it. It is the most insane thing That's I have crazy. ever seen in my life. It's an actual law. So I thought you might appreciate that. You know, Tell me any shows or films coming out that you'd like to share about. Um, I want to know if there's going to be a White Chicks too. Maybe. We'll see. Everybody wants White Chicks too, but, you know, that's seven hours of makeup and it's a lot of work. Them heels. I'm like, you know, I, I make the same amount of money being a black man, so <laughs> you have to pay me a lot to do a White Chicks too. I have a movie they called you. a Halloween movie called Boo coming out on Netflix on Halloween. It's a father-daughter movie basically about family and moves to a small town and all the Halloween decorations come to life. Yep. And then the daughter got to save the town and save the world. It's cute. That's and then cute. I have a special coming out April 21st called The Headliners. And that's starring five of my best friends that's comedians. And I they've opened for me around the world and I opened for them. And that night they're the headliners. So yeah. it's a really funny comedy special with me and five other comedians. And that comes out the 21st of uh, April, and then I'm on tour all May. So Yeah, you are. I looked at your website, and I wish you all the best. My last question was going to say, what is your understanding of the human condition? But I can tell from this brief interview and your daughter's life and your experience and your background and your mom, you absolutely have a key understanding of what the human condition is, and you're a great example of a human condition, of the human condition. So Marlon Wayne, I really appreciate your time and anything else you want to end on tonight. I'm good, man. Live, love, laugh, always. We have a lot. All right. Have- do you do anything to take care of your own mental health? Yeah, I go to therapy. I have a therapist. I hit him up when I, sometimes I try to do it weekly or monthly. I'm always so busy, but when I feel it, I'm like, you know, I got to unpack. And yeah. it's time for me. We sit down and we talk, whether it's a Zoom, because sometimes you just need to talk it out. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and, and that's important because for, even for myself, insanity is everywhere. And a lot of insanity, a lot of me- mental health, it has to do with, you know, it's like prevention, right? Prevention mm-hmm. is important. I do it with, when I eat right, I'm preventing getting diabetes through my diet, right? That's so, right. Well, but it's the same thing with your mental health. You have to unload. You have to unpack because emotionally we go through so much. And if you don't, you just snap and you don't know where you are and you wind up slapping Chris Rock. <laughs> That's exactly right. 
You know, Jordan Dean, right there, thank you for being my co-host today. Okay. I really appreciate you, Jordan, so much setting this up. <laughs> exactly. I wish I was up there with you guys, but I know you're going to have a great time. Oh, thank you, bro. So I really appreciate both of you very much. Jordan, thank you. Marlon, thank you. Keep doing the great work that you're doing, and we love you very much. I'm about to go do some great work right now. Y'all take it easy. All right, man. Bye-bye. Bye, Dr. Flowers. Bye, Jordan. Thank you. No problem. Bye-bye. Bye. And I'd like to remind everyone watching or listening to us that there are numerous platforms to find our podcast, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Please share this episode on social media or with someone that you think it could help. Absolutely. And we remind you also that a clear diagnosis is key to the most effective treatment possible. Yes, it is. See you next Thanks week. Thanks again, Robin. Thank yep. you.